Annunciates. Oh. Why do I have two channels? Oh. Oh. But since we don't have a guest, because nobody wants to hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just turn channel four down all the way? There we go. No, hey. Hey, everybody. Hmm. Whatever. I'm cool uh, with being louder than... Yeah, that's kind of like your MO. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> Must be the loudest man out there. That is not true at all. Look at... Oh, you're actually just normal today. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, look at what you're wearing. <laughs> but you're pretty normal today. Yeah, your balls aren't hanging out of this outfit. <laughs> yeah, well... I could make that change. Annunciate. Yeah, sure yeah, mine's gone. Also, in the first episode, uh, but my I butt crack is showing, which means it's like rubbing against the back of your chair. I don't sit there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you <laughs> sit there. I have. Uh, we there watched the thing. I Caesar think it was, was there was one there. time. Oh, I think it was right. a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday with Bob's butt crack. I wish every movie could be the thing. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. At least, at least Kurt Russell. Oh my God, Kurt Russell should be in every movie. When ever. I started watching uh, Drive, I was like, I like put it on, and then like I was like trying to figure it out, and like I accidentally pressed the guide button at Dad's house. Uh huh. And the thing was on, and I like put it on, <laughs> and I was like, Well, I'm just gonna put this on until I figure it out. It's a and way better I was, movie. Like, I like. I like watched it and then put on drive and then it like it was slow. It was like a slow starter, slow burner. And then I just like turned it off and like watched the dr- <laughs> the rest of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you then watch drive. <laughs> you really shouldn't watch any movies we're watching for this <laughs> in between watching the thing. You're yeah. just not going to like it. I know. It's just an accident. Yeah. But he know. did like drive. He did. Twist. Um, also. Theme song, theme song, theme song. He doesn't need to be the last guy in the room. Definitely not. This episode of Aaron Rose's Never Seen It brought to you by the old theme song of 20th Century Fox. Uh, welcome to Aaron Rose. Well, that wasn't s- even MGM because I started with that. I know <laughs> you were all over the place. Do Miramax from the nineties. That's just that, that might as well be <laughs> Miramax from the nineties. That's Mr. Lou from Pulp Fiction, so that's pretty accurate. Oh um, my gosh! Welcome to Aaron Rose has never seen it. I am Nick. I am Aaron Rose, and I'm Bob. Okay. And uh, Bobcat. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, coming to you again yeah. from the Shark Shack, <laughs> where we watched the last, the last movies that involved driving for a while. Hopefully, I hope so. For God's sakes, I hate cars at this point. It's yeah. also the last. Haven't you always hated cars? Yes, and yeah. spaceship golf carts essentially. Oh you see, God. it all Close bottoms out. Yeah. We're not next week. The next episode, we're not watching anything that connects to these movies and has no connection to like fast driving or harmful driving or just blank faced idiots or <laughs> vegans. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Aaron, what do we watch? This week we watched Silent Running, starring Bruce Stern, and we watched Drive. Starring last week's <laughs> focus of the episode, Ryan Gosling. I don't know how we got on Ryan Gosling last week, but yeah, Sorry, I feel like really you cringing and then me antagonizing and then you guys just I do feel really you. Yes. Yeah. I do feel really bad about like talking so much hate about Ryan Gosling's face, but it's just going to happen again. So well, I'll save my apologies for next week. Let's just hate him. Don't hate his face. Let's just focus okay, on okay. why you hate him in the movie this time. <sighs> I mean, can we focus on his face for just a second? Because, like, 
He looks like a, you know, he's a method actor channeling a crash test dummy. I like, I don't know, I picture his face more as like two eggs over easy or like one of the yolks is just slightly popped, <laughs> draining out. That's me and the stroke victims. <laughs> You're the one who brought up stroke victims. Yeah, that's right. Anyways. Um, My favorite was that he's uh, wax museum version of himself after the air conditioning broke. <laughs> I don't remember if I edited that out. <laughs> I heavily edited the last episode. Because it was mostly fine. us talking shit. Yeah. I had to cut it down to at least just, you know, eight minutes of you guys talking shit instead of 15. That's all right. That's okay. He looks like a plastic bag salesman. Mm. I agree with that. I'll let it go. <laughs> like, I think that's I like way too nice. <sighs> Can we please just talk all about right, movies? Yes. Anyway. We got that out of our system. No, yeah. you didn't. It's going to come up again. And I'm yeah. going to say it again. But for now. It's like a volcano. It's like my bladder. <laughs> I'm going to have to. It's like Aaron's bladder in a car. Oh, my God. You have the bladder of a small child. I can't help it. It's okay. And I drink a lot of liquids. A lot of liquids. Mostly Haterade. <laughs> Fuck you, Glenn. <laughs> Nick. God damn it. They don't even know who you're talking about. We never addressed the issue. I know. I've been so good so far. No. So, Haterade. Haterade. Yeah. Is, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Haterade. It truly is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Taste mm-hmm. the hate. <laughs> Gross. Slurp, slurp, slurp the hate. Slurp. Slurping it up. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So I made. Uh, so I picked one of the movies tonight. Yeah. Uh, Get into that. <laughs> yeah. Silent Running. When which, was the last time you saw this? Before you picked this. Well, Be honest. You know, it's been a while. Give us uh, a range. Yeah, ballpark years. Yeah, maybe like ten years or something. Maybe fifteen. Maybe. But like, it was. Uh, Bruce Dern, like Bruce Dern, stars in this movie, and like uh, stars in this movie, or does he star in this movie? Absolutely, it's like ninety like percent yeah. Bruce, Bruce Dern. Dern stars in this movie, and uh, he's the shit. worst botanist in the not in the world. Like, he's the worst. That's a good thing. He's yeah. the anyway. worst botanist in space. So Bruce Stern starts in this movie, and Bruce Stern is always he was the uh, he was always the and like the or the he enemy. was always like the antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> he was always like the antagonist in all the movies. Uh, he was before like uh, Christopher Walken became like the go-to. Uh, evil dude. Bruce Stern was like the evil like dude. Anyway, Bruce Stern was the evil. He was always he was always the enemy. He always played the bad dude. And this is the same. The yeah. And and so when you know when I first Robert watched this re- movie, misremembered. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I did misremember this movie because uh. I remember I, I forget what all movie right, it right. was, but like my but my dad told me he was he he was like, oh, uh, this movie was Bruce Dern being the hero like but he was an antihero, but he was like the nope. antihero. It was the first movie where he was actually the, you know, the hero instead of being just like, okay. can I run? Can I run on the plot real fast? Or can you run on the plot real fast? Yeah, I'm I'm getting there. I'm okay. Getting there, sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. You're also <laughs> romancing his character. Well, I'm romancing <laughs> what I remember seeing this movie like th- th- seeing this movie 10 years ago. And uh Bruce Stern was the uh a botanist on a spaceship. And the there were like these floating spaceships of greenhouses 
where it was the only plant life matter left from Earth, and Earth had been completely greenhoused. There was no plant matter left, and the only the only plants left were on the spaceships, and they got uh, the spaceships got a call to blow up the um, greenhouses. And all of them blew up the greenhouses. And Bruce Stern was such a fucking weird plant fanatic that he rebelled against it and uh, stopped their ship from blowing up their plant greenhouses. I guess that's a little redundant. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> their plant greenhouses. <laughs> Basically, Bruce Stern plays a megalomaniac, uh, just like a super self-important botanist who's on this one of the who's on this ship for eight years. They get to communicate, right. blow all the shit up. They start doing it, and then he has to help one of the other astronauts, and he just decides to uh, fight the last dude. He's like, you can't blow up this one. This one's this one's mine. This one's like, you can't do it. It's too important. He starts fighting him, kills the guy. Well, I feel like, first of all, I feel like he he thinks that like mm. the. I uh, feel like I could give a better synopsis of the plot than either of you are doing. Well, he, he thinks that the. like Robert's misremembering half of the movie. The half no, no, that no, he no, hasn't no. Like seen. He, he, he loves the plant. So Earth is very sterile (laughs) in the future. (laughs) There's no plant life left. Everything is created. The whole planet is at 75 degrees. No matter where you go all the time, it's 75 degrees. So there are these four astronauts in space on an American Airlines spaceship (laughs) where they have all these greenhouses. Which Bruce Stern tends to, and like the other three, just fuck off in go karts. Um, and then they, they astronaut. Yeah, they. <laughs> oh, good call. Um, they get like orders to destroy all the greenhouses, and they start doing this, and Bruce Bruce Stern is just freaking the fuck out, and they come to destroy the last of however many greenhouses. Bruce Stern gets in a fight with the astronaut planning the bomb and ends up killing him. And then goes into the command center and jettisons the last greenhouse on the other spaceship Mm -hmm. and blows up the other two astronauts on board. Right. So he's killed all the other astronauts. He has a hissy fit mutiny, kills three people because nothing's more important, important, nothing's more important than his work. Then yeah, the and plant then he's life. left with just these very seventies, like dip and dot robots, who are my favorite part of the movie. The robots are the only. I didn't They're care so, like, about sweet. a single fucking character in this movie except for the robots. They're oh the only God. ones I didn't want to die, and I love Bruce Dern, and I really couldn't stand his vegan, his vegan agenda. <sighs> Stop with the vegan agenda. Well, you know uh, his. You don't know it, he was vegan. Yeah, you don't know. There he was were vegan, animals in also, like, like this when forest. I misremembered this movie. It was like as this tale of like ecological, you know, he was the ecological savior, and he was uh, supposed to be this person who like he respected all the plants, and it was the last plant matter on you know in the universe. No, yeah, no. that romanticizes and, and that didn't happen at so all. So much. No. no. <laughs> like, he's such a dick in this movie. And not only is he a dick, but he's a horrible botanist because he like goes rogue with this spaceship, and then like all the plants start dying, and he can't figure out why, and it's because they don't have fucking sunlight. Yeah. It's the he first goes- thing you learn about plants in like second grade. He goes Plants crazy, need sun. Really kills everybody off. He would mistreats been, the robots. Kills one of the robots accidentally. Yeah, he cuts them in half them. with Saturn's ring. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, and then he programs them to fix his stab wound that he got from the one astronaut he was fighting, and then he programs them to just go by every command he does. He puts on his little like weird monk robe and <laughs> starts his little cult of robots, 
uh-huh. and then he programs yeah, he did them. have that monk robe yeah, yeah. it was so creepy he was either wearing the monk robe or he was wearing his NASCAR crew pit thing covered in sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. They were all in corduroy jumpsuits. That's why I think this is the sci-fi version of uh, Gandhi's biography. Gandhi was a dick. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, so I was know. he. So, See? yeah. <laughs> that works. Oh, the poor robot. So, so <laughs> I like. there's totally a million spoilers in this podcast if you haven't figured that out yet. Oops. If you haven't seen this movie, just watch Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah. and imagine that Joel hates the robots instead of being friends oh with them. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he, like, he, in robots. the movie, he acted like he cared for them, but, like, all of his actions were just like completely detrimental to the robots. All of his actions were just towards his fragile male ego. Yeah, yeah. that's the completely self centered. Totally that is totally true. He programs the robots to do surgery on his knee. And then when he runs over one of the robots, he tries to fix it himself. And he's not an engineer, he's barely a botanist. And he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Yes, that is true. And then, but it, the and, like robot's he, little friend won't even like leave its side. Yeah, the robot's it's little so friend cute. was just like the I'm robots so are worried. the only things in the movie that have any humanity. That yeah. is totally, <laughs> absolutely mm. true. Which this whole movie is basically just like. And then he like rips it away from them. Yeah. Also, okay, so I didn't want to jump back a little bit because this fucking drew, made me crazy while we're watching it. Oh my god! So he kills. The three dudes. And then he gets on the horn with, you know, Earth. And he's just like, well, the ship's doing this and the ship's doing this. And something happened over here and I can't control it. And we're about to go through Saturn's rings and we're not going to survive. And they're telling all this shit. At no point do they go, hey, uh, hey, botanist, where are the other astronauts? Where are the guys who know how to actually <laughs> careful with that? The computers. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Where are the people who can actually help you fly the ship? Nobody brings them up. It's like it's just oh well, they were just busy. They yeah. Yeah. They're just busy. They're just no they just deal. accept them like it's a whole it's like it reminded me of Halloween five because in Halloween five you start <laughs> off this is how bad it is. In Halloween five you start off with the survivors from Halloween four, right? You have the little girl and then you have Rachel. And then Rachel, who plays her uh stepsister, she gets killed off in like the fourth scene. Spoilers if you haven't seen Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers. Uh, it's dog shit. Anyways, so then, this is the best part. They kill off Rachel. They change who they follow. They follow a different teenager, a different teenage girl for the rest of the movie, right? And then the cops start asking, um, where's this girl? Where's that woman? Where's they, they totally ignore the fact where Rachel is. They just give up on her and start focusing on the other character who they wrote into the screenplay. It's the same with this. It's just like, well... There's three other people there who know what they're doing, but we're just going to focus on you because you are the main character now. Huge plot hole. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it was well, 72. It's a, it's a plot hole. I feel like this entire movie. It's a G-rated movie from 72 where Bruce Dern <laughs> kills a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is the least scientific sci-fi movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's uh, not as absolutely. bad as The Black Hole. Never seen Black that. Black Hole. Whatever Their product was. placement was that totally was on, point, on point. Though. Yeah, that was brought to you by American Airlines, Coca Cola, Coca Cola, and Dow. Dow, probably some other '70s shit we don't yeah. know. Yeah, fertilizer brought to you by Monsanto and the <laughs> astronaut in the red jumpsuit. Yeah, who's yeah. buried? The robots in the bury the dude. <laughs> the, oh, the robots well, are the best program. Oh my too. god. And he does like that awful monologue where he's like, "I can't forgive Which myself." Which awful monologue? Because yeah. he did like the one like a lot. yeah, well, the one where they're burying the dude and he's just like watching yeah, on he, the screens instead of being there. He's like, like a the precursor. Human being. I wouldn't be there either. I mean, Bruce Dern's the precursor to Columbine because basically he, while they're burying his friend that he killed, he talks about he killed the other two dudes. Like they weren't really my friends. They bullied me around. They made me feel bad. They hurt my feelings. You were kind of cool most of the time. You're a little passive aggressive, so I killed you. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, he's justifying he's, it because yeah. it's, he realizes I'm floating alone in space with robots, and robots are my friends. And but they aren't actually, his friends. They're each other's I don't have friends. any friends. 
I just and then he like does nothing robots. but like yell at them, like yeah. no talking to each other, he like what an asshole. Oh yeah, he yells at the falcon for biting him, <laughs> yeah. and that probably eats him because you never see him again. Yeah, or there's that like pigeon that like fell. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he probably ate that pigeon. Too. Oh, that's right before he like crashed into the robot. Yeah, yeah. poor baby. Yeah, he yeah. programs the robots oh to be God. his friend, and they still think he's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. They still conspire against him, and that's, I think, why. He, I think then, he realized that even though it didn't show it really on the movie, because it didn't show a lot of things that like, yeah. it really should have, because uh, it's a pretty bad movie. Yeah. But he programs he, the robots to play poker with them, and then he tries to cheat. <laughs> and then they conspire against him. Yeah, yeah, and then he gets fucking angry about it. And I think it's really funny that, like, the robots have to show each other their cards. Yeah. <laughs> like, they could just, like, <laughs> say what they are. <laughs> but it's they're just flaunting that he's so dumb they could just cheat in front of him. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel really bad. Is. I feel the really dumbest. bad for the robots. And the fact that, like, his forest died and he didn't realize that yeah. they needed light oh. was... Okay, the, so then the end of the movie, he's like... The NASA finds him again. He's like, I could still save the plants. Mm-hmm. And you, we brought this up. He puts the one robot that he didn't run over in the goddamn go kart in the. They're in the forest. In the atrium, in yeah. The forest. This glass dome sets up all this artificial light to grow, like a fucking weed plant you grow in your closet, yeah. and then ships him off to space alone and blows himself up with the other robot. Like, give the robot his robot friend. Yeah. That's right. also just more fragile male ego. It's like, you can't help him. You're not fit enough. I don't want to die alone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Awful. Yeah. Awful. That was the worst part it of was, the movie. It was. You're right. It, it was, I don't want to die alone. I, yeah. My work was too important for me to die alone. And he talks about earlier how... And the only connection he had with that robot was because he ran him over. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The yeah, that's robot the he reprogrammed, but like... He didn't really have any connection. The with reason, that one. like, the robot was unfit to help the other robot was because yeah. he fucking ran him over with his go kart and then botched like putting them back together. Yeah. And like, why does the robot have to help the other robot? Why can't he just like hang out? His work is the most important thing. He could still like the robot could just like hang out, yeah. and drink beers with the other robot, and eventually those home grow lights are gonna lose energy and power and there's just gonna be that fucking sad robot floating in space in the dark what about like all the water in there don't you think that's gonna short circuit the robot after some time you mean when he just tries to end it yeah 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 why does the fucking robot care about plans because he's programmed Mm. the same way bruce Stern was programmed by nasa to think what he did mattered and then ultimately (laughs) Or like the the lights, you know, like like if if the lights were any sort of uh, useful, then there would have been reflective coating on the inside of the right. you know atrium, and then but you it didn't would have think just of that turned. A shitty botanist. It, it just would have turned into one giant greenhouse effect, which he also didn't think about because no. he's he sucks. A, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. He was up there for eight years. Yeah. He was like, and, and that's like, how I feel like doesn't matter. in the future, you know what? Like, I feel like, like there's going to be idiots in space. Yeah. yeah. He's also a never nude. He gets like embarrassed yeah. <laughs> being naked he in front of the robots. He's in front of the robots <laughs> and covers up his nipples. Oh, I wish right. Tobias was there. Oh my God. <laughs> and then, um, what's the message in this movie? Is the message like, don't look back. Just embrace technology. Because this whole thing is like, nothing's more important than the plants. You know, we have to forage the earth. We have to make all this shit that's real. Don't eat that. He's giving lectures to the dudes about their eating, like, artificial shit. And then the rest of the movie, he, he depends starts, yeah. on robots and technology to save them. I think it's so stupid that it was like a fuck you to the, like, the vegan people. Right, yeah. <laughs> and like the oh, ecological totally. movement. That it was just like, I'm going to, like, I'm a dumb white fucking male writer, science fiction writer, and I'm going to write this dumb thing that's like a fuck you to all of you, the silent spring. 
and yeah. women. Yeah. It's, no, yeah. that's it's, no, it's the same thing. We, it's like we, a fuck you to Silent Spring. I don't you know, know what Silent Spring is. Silent Spring is the the book that was written by uh, that woman, uh, Marie Curie. No, no, Marie Curie. <laughs> that's not right. I know, but it was about uh, how DDT was uh, like an insecticide that was widely used, and it was used in Vietnam. I know all about it, DDT, and it like killed everything. Do you want to know why? Why? Um, in fourth grade. Or in my fourth grade class did a play called The Island of Borneo, which is all about DDT being used to kill the mosquitoes that carried malaria. Mm-hmm. And I played malaria. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I like that your fourth grade play had more depth than any Adam Sandler movie, except for uh, Punch <laughs> Drunk Love. Oh, fuck that movie, too. <laughs> So, who wrote Silent Spring? Um, we don't know. We'll Marie look it Curry. up. Read it um, in the, the cliff notes of this episode. Yeah. We'll put it on the Instagram page or something. We'll put it on the Instagram page. Um, yeah. It's it's a fuck. I think it's a fuck. Now that I've seen it. <laughs> I feel like the years. message is just do what you're told by the government. Because if you no, don't, you're still going to fail. And you're going to end up in I the same the, place. I think the message of movies is don't try. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And do what you're told. Like, if he had just done what he was told, he'd be back on Earth enjoying a balmy 75 degrees and eating his weird pseudo food. It's an anti-movement, like, like, message. Because they're like, oh, this guy, like, rebelled against, you know, his orders because of his, you know, uh faith in the in the plants and he just turned into a monster yeah well he was a monster and so to begin they, with. it's like a, he was it's a, a caricature the whole movie. Yeah. it's a caricature of like uh, environmentalists sure i could see that's, that that's what i think it is it's a caricature of environmentalists Ugh. because to try and show them in a bad light like this guy was like a huge asshole and he didn't care about but everybody anybody. else in the movie is an asshole too. So the people listening to the government were assholes too. Yeah. Well, but the, there's the, nothing. There's no. The, pe- the, the people that uh, that message, the anti-environmentalist message, are pandering to, they're all assholes too. Yeah. So they understand like that part. So the message <laughs> of the movie is everyone's an asshole except for robots. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, the little robots in here, Aaron called it very early on in the movie, played by four different Amputees. actors. All with amputees. Uh-huh. Just hobbling around. I knew in it. Little orange and blue boxes. Well, yeah, I asked like Nick early on, and I'm like, do you think there's little people inside these robots? Because they're obviously not robots. And then yeah. I'm like, well, their legs are way too far apart. I'm like, I bet it's just like people with no legs, <laughs> like walking around on their hands. And he looked it up and that's exactly what yeah. it was. But they were the cutest part. Oh my god, so cute! In the movie, I cared about that part where like the robot's just like tapping his foot while Bruce Stern is talking to him. Waiting for instructions, waiting to hear his foot. Like, shut the fuck up, Bruce Stern. (laughs) Talk about some dumb bullshit. Let us do our thing. Uh, I didn't like the movie from the very beginning, and I decided to start playing a game with Aaron, where whoever (laughs) made the most references to the Burbs, which is easily Bruce Stern's best movie by far by far whoever made the most references to the burbs and it made sense during the movie would be able to uh, pick the first movie we do where we just it's a segment of the show where we go to see a movie and then we record in the car ride home our immediate reaction to the movie in the opening thing he's swimming and I just go ah. no tan lines this morning nice fuck you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh yeah. I hated this movie. <laughs> I hated it. I, yeah. I didn't hate it. I liked the robots a lot. I thought they were really precious and cute, but really sad, too. Super sad. I, Their storyline's awful. After recommending this movie and then watching You're it You're not the allowed time, to recommend movies uh, anymore. Okay, I was going to say wait, that wait, the wait, moment wait, you wait, walked wait, in the house. Me. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Your family. So that like goes over better than me saying it. 
first of all, like just let, after recommending this movie and then watching it for the first time in like 10 years, like it's a pretty horrible, like cheesy science fiction. Enunciate. Enunciate. Are we good to go? Are we recording? Now, Robert, before the card ran out, I believe you were apologizing for picking this awful movie. One of these days we'll get it together and know what we're doing. No. We're as well, bad at recording podcasts as Bruce Dern is at being a botanist. <laughs> Somebody, we need a drum set for that. Drum rim shot here. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, we left off where you were talking about after watching this movie. For the first time in 15 years. All right. So I watched this movie for the first time. Continuity. Like, it wasn't 15 years. It was maybe like. 16 years and uh <laughs> like i mean uh, he i i felt like bruce dern was the anti-hero but really he was just like the worst piece of shit yeah similar to all the movies that he was in uh, in that era you know and I, uh, he wasn't a total piece of <laughs> shit and the driver he was just doing his job but he was very unlikable yeah here he was unlikable and a total piece of shit yeah yeah he fucking ripped the robot was, friends apart i feel like on. there's some roger corman movies he was in where he wasn't like as evil yeah he was pretty evil in this movie but it, it was made to seem as if he was uh you know, a, the anti-hero. I didn't get that at all. I didn't. I didn't like him. Empathize. I mean, I kind of like. I kind of empathized with him at the beginning, even though I thought he was a total asshole. But I'm like, oh, he's trying to save the plants and he's trying to like save beauty because he goes on that tangent about how like there's nothing beautiful left on Earth and that like picture of the little girl is never going to see beauty in her life. And I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. But then he just like spirals into being like a total fuckhead. Well, now that I see it uh, many years after the first time, it, it was totally a hit job on the environmentalists of the day. Yeah, we talked about that. You know? We got that. Did you already get that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> the, thing I'm, the thing I'm most upset about is miss? Robert telling <laughs> me this is the best Bruce Dern movie. And so because I respect you and you're my brother, <laughs> I fucking bought the Blu-ray. How much was it? Okay. I think it ended up being like 20 bucks with shipping. How much money you got on here? <laughs> Not 20 bucks. 20 bucks plus shipping. <laughs> um, but I am like interested to watch a conversation with Bruce Stern. Oh. Okay. There's an idea. Now to, uh, I feel like Bob has to buy the next movie that none of us have. And then whoever fucks up picking that movie and that's awful. They have to buy the movie. Oh, that's fair. Sounds like a challenge. (laughs) Speaking of challenged, drive. Uh, (laughs) uh, First of all, that was bad. uh, (laughs) Segue. That was an awful segue. segue. I was reaching. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to edit it out. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I've been like saying that I've seen Drive for several years now and I've never actually watched it from start to finish until, I don't know, like six hours ago. I actually made it the whole way through this time. I'm very proud of myself. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, if you listen to the last episode, you realize how hard it is for Aaron and Bob to get through a movie containing Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. No, Ryan Gosling. I can get through a movie with Ryan Gosling. I struggle. I will, you know, talk shit about every aspect, every facet of his being. So that's why I'm going to recap the plot this time, and then you guys (laughs) can pick up where I drop off. Yeah. So, um, Mm -hmm. 
Drive is a Nicholas Wenning reference film starring Ryan Gosling and Nick I who? Who? Nick who? Nicholas Wending Reffin. He directed uh, Valhalla Rising, the Pusher series. Not the Valhalla Bronson. with Tom Cruise. No. no, that was actually Brian Singer. Brian Singer is obsessed with Nazis. And not like a productive <laughs> way, like Spielberg, where you get to watch Harrison Ford kill a bunch of Nazis. Yeah. Or it's Tom, more just Tom Hanks kill a bunch of Nazis. That's true, yeah. I forgot about that <laughs> one. Just, I'm surprised the aliens weren't Nazis in... Uh, close Encounters and Richard Dreyfuss and just beat the shit out of him. But anyways, oh. Nicholas Wendingrup. Who they chose America. That's true. They were yeah. probably the Nazi scientists was like, there was like getting away from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, so it's a Nicholas Wedding Reffin film starring um, Ryan Gosling, Oscar Isaac, Albert Brooks, uh, Ron Perlman, and Carrie Grants. Michelle Williams doppelganger. So um, the movie basically is Ryan Gosling and Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston is very important. Ryan Gosling. Uh, Christina Hendricks, too. Christina Hendricks. Um, Ryan Gosling plays a getaway driver who is emotionally detached from everything in his life. He gets picked up by random dudes doing heists. He will give them five minutes. On a, and then if anything happens on either side, he bails on them. But if every, anything that happens within that five minutes, he sticks with them. And I can he definitely ha- uh, relate to getting picked up by random dudes for five minutes and then bailing I on them. I don't want to hear about this. So he meets. Uh, did you find out her name? No, I'm oh. sorry. So he meets the Michelle uh, Williams doppelganger. I wrote down like, most of the names so that I wouldn't fuck it up. They start hanging out. He's lonely. She's a lonely neighbor with a single kid. Um, She's a single mom with a kid. Her her husband, Oscar Isaac, is in jail. She's not really single. Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. They start hanging out. They get some feels. Oscar Isaac gets out of jail. And then basically a bunch of crime shit with uh, the Jewish mob happens. And Ron Gosling's entire life falls apart. And he has to kill a bunch of people. Spoilers. This whole st- podcast is spoilers. I still don't understand why he uh, latched on to the woman, other than that I feel like it was like the writer's fantasy of a woman latching on to him for being a cold, like, unresponsive person, and that's like the ultimate fantasy of, like, Right, yeah, so it's a gross male fantasy. It has, like, all the hallmarks. You have, like, great cars and car chases and crime and, like, cool mob people and, like, a fucking one-note woman. Yeah, with a kid. That is all about you for whatever reason. And she's she's also married. She's married. (laughs) They don't actually do anything. No. No, but it doesn't matter. Like, she's the... She's the plot device. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, we haven't watched anything with a solid woman character in it Not so far. Not one thing. All of our movies. Well, the f- oh, we didn't even touch upon this. There are no actors of color or women in uh, either of these movies. Oh, yeah. well, Isaac's, I'm sorry. Uh, there is like, oh, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. But there's no like, there's no well, col- people of color other than that. Yeah. I agree with that. There are there are at least like good. some women <laughs> in Drive. But I mean, Nicholas Wedding Raffin made the Neon Demon too, and the whole movie centers around women in the fashion industry, and like none of those female characters are good either. Yeah, we need to like watch. The only thing that I sort of respect else. about the only thing that I sort of think is okay about Drive is that they don't actually do anything; they just approach each other out of loneliness and then in the end he like you know they both just get fucked over because of their feelings which is the whole idea behind his character anyways but also Ryan Gosling is complete opposite of her husband who just won't shut the fuck up he's the yeah yeah 
That's the only appeal I could think of, other than I she mean, likes wonky eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up this time. Um, I just, I don't see, like, any of the appeal for Ryan Gosling's character. I just don't get it. I, like, if he, like, helped me bring in groceries and then just, like, stood in my kitchen drinking water and staring at me, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, that's so dimension. fucking, I do, like, that's fucking creepy. He's a creeper in this whole movie. Yeah, Spends yeah. a whole movie being a fucking creep. Well, he's a getaway driver for crime people. I mean, what do you expect him? To, he's not going to be normal. The driver wasn't normal. Baby driver wasn't normal. We keep watching all these films like about getaway drivers. Nobody is fucking normal. At least, and like the driver is human. not endearing. He is a little bit. You just like that movie. I, do I like, like that this movie. movie. We're just defending the characters we like from this movie, from these movies. Um, I don't think there's anything likable about Ryan Gosling in this movie. Not only because it's Ryan Gosling, it's just like, oh, I feel like he's doing a really bad impersonation of Ryan O'Neill in The Driver. I mean, like, even in this movie, like, they totally fucking ripped off that character. He's just called Driver, which was what Ryan O'Neill was. See, I think he's doing a really bad impersonation of a crash, crash test dummy. Yeah, you said that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Podcast, yeah. But yeah. I will tell you how I got through it this like the time. The first five minutes? Yeah. I don't think so. Totally. You absolutely did. Well, if you didn't, I won't edit it out. <laughs> but if you did, there's just going to be a strange gap from then until now. So I will tell you what got me through. What we were talking about earlier. Fuck. And you just remembered it from that. Okay, Robert, you're right. Anyway. <laughs> um, what got me through this movie this time, because I've tried to like watch it countless times, and I've never really been able to do it because of Ryan Gosling. But I decided that... He's brain damaged. And that, like, makes the movie, like, so much better for me. He's, like, been in one too many car accidents. And, like, that's why he doesn't really talk. And that's why Brian Cranston is able to take advantage of him and pay him, like, half the amount. He pays all the other people working in his shop. And that's why he's so fucking weird and creepy around that girl. And then, like, the few times that he actually shows emotion, it's, like, super fucking blown out of proportion because he just, like, doesn't know how to be a human. Nah. <laughs> I, uh, he goes from, like, zero to 100 in, like, his seconds. Whole, his whole thing and is when he's does the he most... His emotions? His emotions. He's just a selfish... This is another thing. It's another fragile male ego thing. He's an emotionless, detached asshole who's extremely selfish about his life. He gives people five minutes, including Oscar Isaac, when he's trying to help out the chick he's in love with. Aaron's eyes are literally just stuck, rolled back in her head right now. (laughs) He doesn't show any emotions except to anybody except for Bernie, Brian Cranston's character. No, he shows emotion to, like, the kids. Like, that's the only time he has, like, normal interactions, kind of, with, like, another human. It's when he's, like, interacting with a kid, which goes back to him being brain damaged. Like, that's something he understands. I don't support this theory at all, and I I just... (laughs) That's the only way I was able to get through. I'm sorry. I just hate watching Ryan Gosling so much. In fact, he could have, like, worn that weird rubber mask throughout the whole movie, and it wouldn't have made it any different. Oh, yeah, the rubber mask. Like, that's And again, like, what fucking normal, like, sound mind human being, like, will just stand in front of a pizza place packed with people wearing a rubber mask? Someone trying to think, hide his identity so he could kill a mob guy? But he doesn't think people are going to see him wearing the exact same clothes that he wears in every other scene in the movie with just a rubber mask on. I think it was more of an intimidation thing at the end. It was like an intimidation thing. Is that intimidating, though? Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck is up with this guy? I thought the funniest part was that, like, thinking back to Baby Driver, 
that scene where they're like doing the uh, getaway heist and they had to get the Michael Myers mask to do the heist and they got the Austin Powers Michael Myers mask but like in Drive he actually had the the Michael Myers mask it was like Michael Myers-esque but it was a molding of himself yeah, yeah, but I thought it was, was like, like... Was that a molding of himself? Well, he was no, supposed to look like the actor from the movie. Yeah, yeah. it was an actor from the other so movie. So he could do the stunt. But right. I thought that was like... Uh, Who do you think that actor was? to him. Yeah. To drive. But like making fun of it. <laughs> as the Michael Myers mask. Ugh. No? No? No. I think it was just a joke. I think it just... It also dealt with more like... Um, it connected to the song because there's a line in Neat, Neat, Neat where it says, be a man of mystery. Be a, it says, be a mystery man. So that ties into the song. It ties into the getaway. Plus um, the line Jamie Foxx does about um, he does the Austin Powers impression and it mm-hmm. ends with baby. Like the whole thing is just tied into like just bring it all back to baby right, and the yeah. song. Yeah. I think it's a little bit deeper than that. <laughs> I don't think Edgar Wright's that deep, personally. I feel like the whole... Anyway, I just thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're just spiraling out of control here. I do like all the other actors in this movie, though. Brian Cranston's awesome. Albert Brooks, Ron Perlman. Love all of them. I love Brian Cranston's, like, weird, like electric leg thing i mean it's not electric but like robot half yeah bad hip he's got a bad hip it reminds me of that texas chainsaw massacre sequel with mcconaughey yeah that's what it reminds me of probably why i like it i think that's a far superior movie to drive actually i'm just gonna be alone in this podcast all the time (laughs) i feel like Robert liked Drive. Why did, did you like Drive? I did like Drive. Um, I thought, like, at first, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, oh, character development. Sort of. Um, yeah, you were texting me that you I, couldn't make it through the montage. Yeah, let's, like, throw this montages. out there. First you guys all, were so hard montages. on the driver about <laughs> 70s pacing, which is all over this movie. No, there's a difference, though, because the driver is always just the driver. He d- there's no character development. He's just and that movie's just scene after scene of, like he he has an idea Bruce Dern has an idea who he is because he finds the gloves and then they interrogate him and try to have no they bring him to like a random brick wall to have people try to pick him out of a lineup that's not even a police station. And then it just goes to them in a bar and it shows like oh he's like he's he's feisty. He doesn't like authority. Of course not. He's a fucking bank robber. Uh, getaway driver. Mm-hmm. This though, it's like you start off with super detached Ryan Gosling because he's right. a selfish asshole. He doesn't want to attach himself to anybody, and then he has feelings for Carrie Mulligan and the young kid, and then they show you that very slowly, so you can like start to feel something for him as right. a person. So you do start to care a little bit, and then when shit goes down, like he just it just kicks back up into action mode. I don't feel like there's that much 70s pacing in this. Not like the driver is just like dull and has no music and it's like it doesn't the have editing any music. is not that great. This movie is an actual like yeah. film. The score there is good. The music's like, good. You were talking about that earlier. I yeah, I did like the soundtrack. Um I think there are like some scenes that are beautifully shot, but it's just like a mess for me on a whole. And it's like interesting too because it's supposed to be a play on like the fable about the frog and the scorpion um and in it ryan gosling is supposed to be the frog which i kind of feel like he's more of the scorpion do you know the fable you're like looking at me blankly I knew it when i saw the movie i looked it up <laughs> so like the whole thing is like the frog carries a scorpion like over water on its back and the scorpion ends up stinging the frog and he's like oh that's my nature and then they like both end up drowning and 
Ryan Gosling has like the scorpion on his satin jacket, which I'm actually really jealous of. I would love to own that jacket. But, you know, he ends up getting stung by like these criminal people and they all like go down in the end. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like Ryan Gosling's that innocent. But he like, like, he's definitely he's not the frog. Not well, first of all, the, the one heist where he did, where they ended up in the... Uh, Staples Arena? Yeah, the Staples Arena, where he yeah. just, like, left those dudes, yeah. too. Right. That to deal with themselves. Yeah, to deal with themselves. That was, that, that was the metaphor. A little bit. No, no because then the frog gets away. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> the metaphor is like the ending where like they both end up getting killed in the Chinese no, but he didn't food get parking killed. lot. He fucking like mm, I'm pretty sure he dies in the ending. Like, the ending is based on whether like you're an optimist or a pessimist or if you hate Ryan Gosling's face <laughs> or if you do eye rolls every time I bring it up. Um but he also like he totally like fucks up that girl's life. Oscar Isaac fucked up the whole family's life. Yeah, but Ryan Gosling made it so much worse. Like, he got out, and he's, like, trying to do the right thing. And he's, like, getting pulled back in. And then Ryan Gosling, like, totally immerses him back into it. And then he ends up getting killed. And then he, like, jeopardizes the girl and the kid even more. And then, like, they also have a target on their back because of Ryan Gosling now. Well, everybody that knew about them is dead in the end of the movie. But are they? Yeah. Well, that's if you take, like, Albert Brooks' word for it, and he's a fucking criminal. I would take Albert Brooks' word about anything. He did shave off his eyebrows for the movie, so he'd be... So he'd show, like, less emotion... You gotta you respect a man who shaves off his eyebrows. Uh, or you Sebastian don't. Bach. <laughs> I don't think he shaves them off. I think he just lost them. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole we don't need to go so down. No. He lost them to male eyebrow <laughs> pattern baldness. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, yeah. For giant comic book boys who turn the 55 year old men oh. who can't say the word patches but anyways oh no i really i like drive uh i think it's very well shot i think it's well directed um i'm just gonna look at bob then yeah i'm sorry i'm just gonna keep my no, eyes no, closed i'm just gonna turn around and then um I feel like Ryan Gosling doesn't really act in it at all, though. He's just like, I don't like know. He's just there. Doll. Brain dead. Like a paper Brain doll. dead. But I feel like that's what that character is, though. He's an emotionally attached, socially awkward weirdo. And also, like unattached. Unattached, yeah. sorry. Emotionally unattached, socially awkward weirdo who, like, it's the same. We were talking about this earlier. The hero face thing. It's just supposed to be blank, so you're supposed to identify with somebody because everyone else is more interesting. It's like Star Wars, Luke Skywalker is the hero, least interesting person in the movie. Everybody likes Han Solo and the giant dog better. Harry Potter, the hero of that movie. Boba Fett. He's my favorite. There you go. Um, Harry Potter, the little hairy kid, um, is a boring asshole, but you have is Hermione, he? who like is the badass, and then you have the other kid who's the comic relief. The Matrix, you just have this blank-faced hero just stumbles through all this shit. He thinks he knows what he's doing, or he tries to learn as he goes along, and eventually he either gets to it or he gets stabbed in a parking lot and drives off and doesn't get the... But he doesn't do any of those things. He's not a hero, and he doesn't learn from anything. How? What do you mean, how? Well, he's not a hero, but like you're supposed to identify with somebody, and he is our protagonist. So if he was like, I just I don't know I don't like identify with anyone in the movie other than like the bad guys I guess <laughs> I really like all of them. I definitely didn't. Uh, 
identify with uh, Ryan Gosling's character. No. Um, There's nothing to identify with at all. Yeah, I mean... There's no substance to that character. It's bland, but it doesn't, like, ever get... It doesn't ever get beyond his, like, his initial... In fact, like, I feel like as the movie goes on, he, like, keeps doing things that, like, make me like him even less. (laughs) Like, he fucking beats up a woman. Yeah, that's true. I don't approve of that, but... (laughs) But, like, that's what I'm saying. He just, like, keeps doing things that, like, make you like him less and less. Like, he doesn't get better. He doesn't fucking learn from anything. He, like, tries to do right by his love interest, but he doesn't really. You know, in ten years, you're going to feel how I feel now about Silent Running. This movie's already, like, (laughs) seven years old, though. I will never misremember her drive the way you misremembered Silent Running. Ryan Gosling's no hero. No. Not saying he's a hero. I'm saying you're supposed to identify with something with that character so you can understand why he's doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. White and like male the whole fragility. idea. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Too many movies dealing with that. We have to pick better movies. <laughs> yeah, big time. I didn't pick Drive. Nor did I. No, I, <laughs> I didn't pick Silent Running either. I haven't picked any of the movies so far, actually. Oh, actually, I picked The Driver. They yeah. liked it. We've all picked shitty movies in this. <laughs> We're all complacent. Yeah. I did like the soundtrack, though. Um, I think you had a story to tell about Drive and it being made. No. I would like to see the movie Drive where the focus is on like all the fucking weird mob people because <laughs> I feel like they're super fun and engaging and I'd like to know more of their stories Ron Perlman especially Jewish mobster who wants I want to watch joint. Albert Brooks make those sexy action movies they were people call them European because I think that's basically what Nicholas Reffin is trying to do with all these movies. He's trying to make like European action movies because he's, hmm. you know, he's from Denmark. Oh, I don't know where he's from. Yeah. We don't uh, do research at all for this show. <laughs> you know, I remember something I saw on a Blu-ray six years ago. So that's research. God forbid you rewatch it. Robert had my copy. I couldn't rewatch oh, it. Oh, that's true. He did you a favor. <laughs> we didn't talk about Ryan Gosling's face too much. So we, what have we learned this week from these two movies? Um, I feel like Drive would be so much better with anyone else other than Ryan Gosling in the lead. I meant I'm more like a thematic <laughs> level rather than just you hating Ryan Gosling, which we um, learned last I week. I don't know if there was like a thematic level to either of these movies. Was there a lesson to be learned from either one? Yeah, don't leave Ryan Gosling in your car with the windows up. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, we learned that Bruce Stern is a terrible botanist and doesn't know that plants need sunlight and is also just like a general terrible human being well I don't know about terrible human being he's an actor but oh, well yeah I mean I'm not referring to Bruce Dern as a human continuously written off Ryan Gosling as a terrible human being because of his acting no, and his face that's not true I always say that I'm sure he's a lovely human being I I'm just sure I don't I that out a lot <laughs> oh well see that's not my fault 
I think Ryan Gosling is probably very lovely and likable. And I think I have seen movies with him where he's likable. The Drive isn't one of them, though. I would take any actor. No. Did you see... um, We're not watching it for next week. I know. We're not. I'm not... I saw, like, the other movie he made with Emma Stone because I'm a sucker oh, for that terrible... That awful, though. I know. I'm a sucker for, like, awful, like, Which one rom-coms. I don't even know what it was called. Wasn't Steve Carell Crazy in it? Stupid Love. Yes. That's it. The Big Short has Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling in it, too. Did oh, you yeah. see that? Nope. I did. Did you like that? I did like I know that you movie. did. I did hmm? like that movie. But I know you did. Ryan yeah, I like to watch it when I'm depressed. had, like, a... Uh, monologue in it where he was just like total fucking goosed it up goosed it up (laughs) i'm sure he's lovely and he can be like likable at times but just not in the drive or drive or the baby driver (laughs) yeah that either she's not in um but Okay, so if you were going to remake Drive, who would you cast in Ryan Gosling's place, if anyone? I wouldn't remake it. This is a question for Bob. This is a question I actually would. for you, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, this is, he liked oh. the movie. Yeah, I guess I'm the only You're one. You're the only one. I'd like to see anyone else in that part. Polly Shore. <laughs> Not Polly Shore. Brendan Fraser. Tim Allen. Okay, not anyone. Mickey Rourke, though. I stand Mickey by. Rourke. Is it Mickey Rourke anymore? I would take old Mickey Rourke or young that's, Mickey Rourke. That's the same person. I know, but I would take either incarnation of him. That's who I would like replace Ryan Gosling with. Mickey Rourke. I think he's like a much more believable like stunt driver too. Yeah, I don't he think has like so stunt driver surgery. He won't have any emotions either. His face he, doesn't move. Are you kidding me? Did you see like the wrestler? That he's had that was like eight years ago. So what? He's had so much more plastic surgery since then. I still love him. I'm not saying not to. I'm just saying he cannot. He's gonna have the same cold stone face as Ryan Gosling. But he'd look better doing it. He'd look better with the mask on. No. He can't move his face. He can't emote emotions. He can move his face. He could chew. (sighs) I'd like to see Michael Fassbender. Oh, I I could see him. As the lead in the driver. Or Or drive. drive. Um, yeah. I could see that for sure. He can definitely do cold. Oh my god. Person. But he can also actually, you know make out with himself. Yeah, make out with himself. See that's Ryan Gosling's problem is that he just won't stop making out with himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking at himself in the rear view mirror. <laughs> making out with himself. Mm. Or the side view mirror. All right, no more, no more car movies for the love. Yeah, of no. God. I don't even like driving. So yeah, no more car driving movies at all. So what are we gonna do next? Smoke a cigarette and awkwardly pace around on my porch. Okay. I haven't picked the movies yet. Okay. Because I'm doing research so that we can watch something <laughs> where it's not just a bunch of dudes doing a bunch of dude shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. I need, I need like, a at least two-dimensional female character in the next movie we watch. What's that one movie where they uh, kidnap Ryan Gosling and hold him in a basement for, like... I don't know, but I'd totally weeks. watch it <laughs> for 21 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think this is a real movie? Yeah. Other than in your head? <laughs> That's what we call a fantasy. Your fantasy. Your fantasy. 
No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> they were going to kidnap someone and keep them in my basement for 21 weeks. It would not be Ryan Gosling. Probably be Paul Dano. <laughs> Watch out, Paul Dano. We know where you shop. I just thought you were going to say it was going to be Mickey Rourke's hairpiece. No, it'd be Val Kilmer's ponytail <laughs> from Heat. Oh my God, we need to make you watch Tombstone. He's never seen Tombstone. All the way. Really? Yeah. But this is it. Nick hasn't seen it. <laughs> it's not, but I don't understand how you've never seen that movie. The cast is oh, not fucking unbelievable. You haven't seen so many movies we started a podcast over it. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But fucking Tombstone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer. Fucking heat, man. I'm so sad we watched that before we started this podcast. <laughs> I think it kind of counts. We could start a whole nother podcast called Val Kilmer's Ponytail. Yeah, we could, but... We could talk for days about it. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I was Nick. You were Nick. Not anymore. I've got indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bobcat, and I'm Aaron Rose. And you have been listening to Aaron Rose's Never Seen It. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>